Hello, Shelby. Hi, Andrew. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? I'm good. Um, welcome, everyone, to Trip It To Me, our travel-centric podcast where we talk about trips and cool shit that we like and really just about anything that we feel like talking about. So I hope you're up for that. That about sums it up, really. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. those, those two sentences are what <laughs> we're here to do. Yep. I realized... I just scarfed down dinner and opened a can of soda right before we started recording. <laughs> so I apologize for any noises coming from my stomach or my throat. Mm. See, I should have left Charlie in here because then if she yeah. would have barked her, like gnawn down on her bone, then you wouldn't feel so alone with the funny sounds. They'd be coming from yeah, both she, sides. I just time up my burps with your dog. Right. Uh-huh. And then barking. you could just blame it on Charlie. Yeah. 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 That, that would be idea. impressive if you could, like, time <laughs> your bodily functions <laughs> and just anticipate when Charlie's going to bark. That would be really impressive. I've never met Charlie, but I do think we have a special, like, wavelength. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I, I don't, uh, for sure. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I can tell. I can tell you're really by <laughs> Well, I'm also, like, you can't you can't see Charlie, so, like, you, there wouldn't even be any visual cues of, we don't oh, need she's, it. she's stood up to bark outside. Yeah, no. The mind connection, the telepathy is so strong. It's incredible. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, really. It sure is. <laughs> uh, what, have, what have you been up to? Uh, a peek behind the curtain. It's been like less than 48 hours since we recorded our first episode. <laughs> it has and, been less. Oh, gosh, yeah. But uh, so we haven't, I don't think either of us has done a lot. I've done, I did a few things prior to the first episode that I didn't talk about. So maybe I'll say some stuff about that. But yeah. have you, have you, what was it? Saw, heard, um, ate. T- tasted. Uh, <laughs> t- yeah. Did you do anything that you want to share? Um, um, yeah. I Well, before we do that, should we talk about, are you drinking anything? I am drinking something. It's not exciting, though. Oh, okay. And this, this will probably happen from time to time. It's just a Mountain Dew tonight. Right. I drink too much soda, <laughs> and I I am drinking a soda right now. Mm. It's not alcohol. I do apologize. That's all right. I'm, um, I'm drinking hot chocolate. I thought about making it like a, a grown-up hot chocolate, but then I just was like, it's four o'clock in the afternoon and like well that's fine and i I just am not up for it today so i just decided to yeah make it a nice hot chocolate i'm in the same boat and honestly it makes me feel better about myself that you did it as well i was like oh no i'm breaking the i'm breaking the (laughs) podcast rule on the second episode nah nah. it's it's a beverage right it counts um Right. right i will always i will always drink something like i am a thirsty person um, I maybe shouldn't have it like that, but I, I drink, like I will always be drinking water or mm. soda or tea or something. So, um, just when we record this, I'll probably be drinking more exciting things usually. Right. You don't like water. I don't like water. Unless I'm like, it's like day four of like me being dehydrated and then I feel like I'm dying of thirst and then I'll drink like gallons of water but I'm trying I'm really really trying um I think I think a big part of it is that when I'm at work I don't like having to get up and pee like five times a day so I'm like well I just won't drink any water uh, but I also just like don't like water 
I always liked drinking lots of water and having to pee in like school or work because then you weren't in school and work. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just don't like getting interrupted. I get like really focused. And so then when I have to like get up, then I'm like, ah, interrupted again. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. Also, water tastes pretty good. Like sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. It's all right. You can put things in water to make it taste better. No. <laughs> just That's no. All. Just no. <laughs> I, must, I mean, you can count tea. There's some tea that dehydrates you, but herbal tea does not. We've had this discussion the, at least yes, three we times. Have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, uh, but other than that, I'm, I guess Kool-Aid. Did you did you drink Kool Aid as a kid? As a kid, I absolutely did. Um, yeah. I I and then when I was traveling or whenever I went to California, I would always take like the Propel little packets to dump in the water, um, yeah. for like electrolytes and flavor because growing yeah, up in water's Oregon, water's not great here. Yeah, like in growing up in Oregon, we had like you know like fresh as hell spring water, and then you yeah. go to California and you're like, why am I drinking sewage? So yeah. Just pop some propel in there. Yeah, no, even like flavored water, I can't get behind. Even even though I admit, like the water is not as good in California mm. as it is in the Pacific Northwest, um, as far as tap water goes. That I still just like dumping those those little things into water. Just whoa. I, think I don't if, like the taste. I think if I lived there, it would not be a long term solution. Like, yeah. I'd either have to just get over it or I'd have to... Like, I don't want to buy bottled water, but I'd no, have to find no. a solution that, like, made it Brita okay. filters usually yes. help. Yeah. See, that's good. Uh-huh. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yep. I, I'll make sure to have a fresh Brita filter for when you visit. Oh, wow. You but have great, my word. What great surface. <laughs> yes. Okay, um, what, have, what have you been up to? Yes, yes. Okay, so um, we watched Batman last night. Batman. The Batman. Um, the Batman. And just enjoyed it so much. Um, the score, which of course is Michael yeah, Giacchino. incredible. So good. And like it felt like a classic superhero movie score with like big breasts, like, and then like, like spooky elements, like fingers on piano strings and like stuff like that, which was so good. And yet it felt also like very innovative. Um, like his use of simplicity, um, but also, yeah, innovation was just really, really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't, I don't know if this counts as a spoiler, but like maybe just take it with a consideration, um, listeners. Um, so the first thing you hear in the movie is the, like the boy choir singing Ave Maria. And then he works that into one of the characters, musical themes, but like it's real subtle and so it doesn't like give anything away but like once everything kind of clicks then it like it makes sense Should this just... is actually a beef i have like really i don't i don't really get the importance of the song oh oh, oh my gosh let's talk about this like the importance of the song Okay, spoilers. We'll just, yeah, we're to talk about it. I mean, it, by the time this comes out, it's going to be right. like a month. If you want to have seen the Batman, you already have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the importance of the song as far as like how it's connected to the Riddler or just the importance of the song and the score or in general? Like, what do you mean? Like, I, I w- you start a movie with Ave Maria. Mm. 
and you're like, okay, this is going to really, really tie in and be like a central part of the story. Mm. And I didn't think it really was. Oh, I felt like it was like, because you see Ave Maria and then, or you hear it and then like you find out, um, what's the first scene? It's like the kid. Oh yeah. It's the kid with his parents before the mayor gets murdered. Right. And then, um, yeah, but then you see that picture of Riddler in the boy choir with the baby Bruce Wayne when his dad is running for mayor, and that's right before his parents got killed. So, like, that was, like, his defining moment, like... Them singing that. <laughs> so, like, being in the room with someone that you think is going to change your future and yeah. deliver all these promises, and then they get killed, and then none of that happens. And, like, you've been in the room with this person. Um... I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was like one of those subtle, it's not obvious. You're not really going to anticipate it. But then when it clicks, you're like, ah, like one of those moments. And Ave Maria, like, um, like obviously like it's an important, um, I'm just looking up the lyrics. Like it's an important, like Catholic song, like in Latin. I mean, I'm. Also, I'm not ever going to complain about, like, hearing Ave Maria. I mean, oh, it's yeah. It's great. I mean, unless yeah, it's poorly yeah. done, then. Yeah, but, like, but like play it, like, 15 times during a movie. I don't care. That's nice. <laughs> was it that many times? I didn't feel no, like it was that it, many times. No, no, I'm being, I'm being sarcastic. Okay. It was probably, like, four or five, though. Okay. It was, but, yeah, it was a few times. Yeah. And, uh, again, it wasn't, like, a... It didn't do it. It didn't affect my opinion on the movie at all. But I'm not sure it really added to it for me. Hmm. Um, where I do completely agree with you on the score, like it was, it was incredible from yeah. start to finish. It was just so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I guess maybe, maybe the Ave Maria connection to the Riddler, who was fantastic. Paul oh. Dano's amazing. Yeah. But he also doesn't have like a very big role in the movie until the last quarter. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's not in it a lot. He's no. not like he's always influencing things that are happening, but he's not actually in it. And we don't see yeah. his face. We see his face for probably five minutes in the three-hour runtime. Yeah. Um. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's what it is. That it's connecting to him instead of. It felt like a very um, intentional story about Batman, whereas like later the last few batman movies like the dark knight is clearly about the joker or or dark knight rises is more about bane it's a little bit more about batman than the dark knight is right but but uh but this one felt like it was a batman story instead Mm -hmm. of a batman villain story to me Mm, yeah yeah well and i think especially because they incorporated like catwoman who can be a good guy or a bad guy kind of depending on who's telling the story um, yeah. And she's wonderful. Oh, she's great, and and Penguin. So you've got all of also these characters, great. and they're all they all take a backseat to Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was yeah wonderfully cast though, and and oh, yeah all of these characters could use like more time in the movie. Yeah. Which is crazy to say when it's three hours, which <laughs> it probably was a little too long. But it it was a bit long. It was a bit yeah. long, but. I would also have to think really hard about what to cut out. 
Yeah, I thought the third act, the final act, you could cut a little bit out of it. Yeah. But 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 like the first two hours were pretty tight, mm. honestly. Like it it moved. Well, and like some of the like some of the action sequences, I really enjoyed. But like the oh. high speed chase scene, there was a section at the beginning where oh, it was no. just what are you like say? Show no, me. it was just like like oh, like yeah. really chaotic at the start. And so Ben yeah. and I were talking about like at like I kind of zoned out for a minute because it was like oh it's just it's so visual, but I don't really need to pay attention because at some point they'll zoom in on oh well it's this you know, um, yeah. and then it was really cool like the moment yeah, when that car chase is cool the semi like turns and then there's the ramp and the explosion and he drives and I was like this is just this is it was this a lot beautiful but it was fun. yeah it was oh, so yeah. much fun. Um, there are a few moments that we just cracked up quietly because we're like in a theater, but we just cracked up because it was just such a like comic book superhero moment. And it was, it was so intentional. Like when it, like the, the Batmobile like turns on and there's like flames and then there's like blue flames and it's like revving, revving, revving. And they're like all standing there just like, (gasps) and then there's more revving, revving, revving. Like that was so funny. Or when um, Penguin's car finally crashes and he's upside down. And so you are seeing his perspective and the Batman walks over upside down and he like bends over and everything's super slow. And then it's just like, it was was beautiful and and funny, but like beautiful. Um, Finally, like intentionally funny. I don't really like DC movies very much. Uh -uh. Wonder Woman's good. I can't really think of others I like. No. <laughs> but but they've gotten a little better about like knowing like they used to do these moments and think we're going to make it cool. But now but I they think were they do funny. Yeah. Now I think they do them thinking like okay, we're going to be winking at the audience a little yes. bit. Yes. And like we mm-hmm. appreciate that. Like Oh yeah. Like a man running around in in a bat costume like is funny yes. when you strip it down. Um, I think potentially, like, the most memorable part of it, there were so many good things, but one that I just enjoyed so much, which was another winking moment, is right after when they're talking to Penguin and they've cuffed his hands and his feet, and then they just, like, leave him and he's like, don't you know I'm still here? And he, like, tries to walk away, but he, like, waddles because he's cuffed. (laughs) I died. I was like, I need you to pause the movie so I can get all of this laughter out because that was wonderful. Yeah. 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 No, mm-hmm. I completely agree with that. Yeah. Colin Colin Farrell was that who it was? No. Call. Wait, who was it? I remember <laughs> seeing Colin Farrell in the credits, but I I didn't I actually. Think it's him. I don't actually know who he is. Is it really? He's wearing a he's wearing a fat suit, but oh, he was great. He was fantastic. He should, yeah, they could have like again, they could have used more of him. Yes. Maybe they will in a later movie. Who knows? But he was no, just... He was great. He was incredible. Yeah. So good. Um, yeah. Let's see. Also, um, I just watched... I just started episode one of um, Worst Roommates Ever. Has, is that on I'm, Netflix for you, or is it only over here? I'm not familiar. It might be, but I, I, don't, I don't know about it. Right. So, I'm into true crime... Um, in like a passive way, like if it's around, like I'm into it, um, not gonna totally go out of my way, but, um, no, so this series is about like roommates that like commit crimes 
And so this first lady together or no, like like okay. like you're stuck with a horrible roommate. And so this first lady, um, again spoilies, but um, it, it is on Netflix over. Oh, here. okay. Um, like they kind of open with the story of um, this man from Costa Rica who's kind of mentally ill and kind of homeless, and um, or he's he's in a, like a housing. Um, I think it's typically it's like a detox center. Um, he wasn't an addict, but he was just such a lovely person that they like let him stay there. Um, and so like got involved with the social worker and she put him into this boarding house and thought like, Oh, this woman running this boarding house is like wonderful. She takes care of kittens and she's like this grandma character. And then come to find out like she's murdered like nine people and they're buried in her backyard. Yeah wild wild um obviously it's so much more than that but um i think that's going to be a real fun series (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah yeah fun is definitely the word Mm -hmm. yep just Um, to uh clarify it is all like true oh yeah Mm mm-hmm okay okay good Yep. No, it's all. Um, well, it's, not good. It not is. Tr- good. It is true crime. It is shit that's really happened to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I'm gonna let you talk about that one every week if you want to. And <laughs> I probably. I probably won't watch it. That is okay. I'm. I will be my little murderino self, and and you don't. You don't have to join in that. That is. That is all right. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah. What about you? I know uh, that you said you haven't done it a whole lot, but what about just in the last week? Uh, we mentioned it a little bit uh, last episode, last week, I'll say. Uh, we talked about, you briefly talked about the Cloud Cult album that you mm-hmm. haven't got through. Um, this Cloud Cult used to be one of my favorite bands. They have had a uh, the their last few albums, which kind of span the last decade, really, have not been my favorite thing, but... They released one. Uh, it was about. It was early March, March third or so. It's called Metamorphosis, and I really enjoy it. It's a little bit more uh, laid back, a little bit more grounded than their last last few. They've been very. Uh, I don't know if you could call it spiritual, but they're they're very uh, searching. They they've been searching for something. This one is also searching but it's also very uh aware of the mental health issues going on especially coming out of a pandemic and some of them are uplifting some of them are um some of them are kind of down in the dumps a little bit Uh, but for the most part it seems like an album that's just there to help you get through whatever you're going through and uh and that's very much what that band is about really and has been from the big be- has been about since the beginning of their creation almost 20 years ago really um i really like uh one way out of a hole which was the sing- single off that album and then the last song called bigger than me the first half of the album i really like a lot it might lose a little steam but but for the most part i think it's really quite good um been a good music year so far big thief also released an album that I uh, really like, and so did Spoon. I'm uh, not usually the biggest Spoon fan, um, but sorry, funny <laughs> sentence. <laughs> but 
but this one this one's a lot of fun and it's nice that there seems to be uh among my favorite bands that are releasing albums seems to be a range of like okay this is kind of more lighthearted and happy and this is very very heavy and mm. it's just a just a nice mix right now for me personally yeah yeah um and we'll, we'll talk about the Gang of Youths album next week. Um, if you want to listen to it ahead of time, uh, you should. Called Angel in Real Time. Uh, but we're going to dive into that one next week. But uh, between that one and the Cloud Cult one and and then Spoon and Big Thief are a little lighter. Uh, it's been, been a lot of fun mm-hmm. to listen to all of those. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I, I haven't watched too many things. I plan on watching Nightmare Alley tonight, maybe. So uh, other than that. Not a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's okay. That That is okay. Can only do so much. Can only do so much. Do you want to do our... Well, I'm going to spring a segment on you, but do you want to do the <laughs> segment before that? Um, the what, Tell me about your hat segment? Yes, I am prepared. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> tell, tell me about your hat. It is black, right? Um, yes. Black with a diamond, um, a white embroidered diamond, and then a B in the center of the diamond. So tell me about them. Uh, this is a Negro League hat. Um, it's the Bismarck. I'm trying to find the nickname. Um, Bismarck. Was it the Braves? No, I don't think it was. Um, almost there. It's the Bismarck Churchills, which is way cooler, <laughs> way cooler than the Braves. Uh, anyway, uh, Satchel Page, which you, uh, depending who, what baseball historian you ask, was probably the best pitcher of all time pitched for them before baseball integrated in the 1940s. Um, but by the time baseball integrated, he was fairly old. Your mm-hmm. arm kind of wears out. Um, he was still amazing in the major leagues once he got there, and he was around 40 years old and pitched wow. till he was 50 or so. Um, but, but in the Negro Leagues, he pitched for Bismarck for a time. And um, crazy to have a baseball team in North Dakota, by the way. It would be so <laughs> cold for a good yes. shit at the time. Mm-hmm. But in the Negro Leagues, they would play almost every day travel around and play pretty much anyone who would want to play them and um and it wasn't that hard to find games they play colleges they play rec league teams from around and they play other negro league teams um so satchel page probably pitched nearly every day and did it for about 30 years of his life which is phenomenal yeah um so that's my hat it is one of it's fairly simple in design, but I do like it. Yeah, no, it's got a nice yeah. classic look to it. Oh, thank you so much. You're that's so how people des- that's how people describe my style usually. Just so classic. Just a nice classic. <laughs> Another segment I'm going to spring on you, which kind of kind of bounces off of the baseball hat because it does involve sports. And coming after our first episode, yes. I'm going to tell a story each week to try to make Shelby fall in love with sports. Ah. <laughs> we'll see how many. We'll see how many episodes it takes. I'm gonna go get a refill on my drink. I'll be right back now. <laughs> yeah. Picked a bad episode not to have alcohol. <laughs> yes. 
Okay. Are you ready? Uh, I I mean, sure. We need it needs a catchier name. I'll admit that the segment does. Yeah. But uh, but I, I my goal after each one is for you to be like, oh yeah, that's a nice story, and then it slowly evolves. Okay, into like, okay, but you do know, you do tell me nice stories about sports. They just have to be very people related. And yep. the ones that are, like, um, progressive, like, social issues related, I'm always super into. Um, but yep. then but then you're coming up against um, kind of a brick wall here because if you force me into something, I'm going to push back against it even harder. So it's a very – it's a nice balance. you got to get that, you know, that line right. Oh, I, I plan to. Uh, eventually, <laughs> they're going to start very people people-y okay. um, uh-huh. and then evolve into, like, oh, that's – that's mm. what baseball's about, or mm. that's what. <laughs> that's what the rules are. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's how take... you score points with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> might take hundreds of episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. All right, what's your story? Give it to me. Last week, I was back in Washington State. I went to the state basketball tournament, high school basketball, with my family. Um, my brother and I have been doing it since I was in grade school. So it's a tradition we have just to go watch a day of basketball. It's very nice. He came home, he'd always come home from spring break in college and we'd go watch basketball for a day. And I don't know why he would want to hang out on spring break with his nine year younger brother at a day of watching high school basketball, but he did. And it's something that we've ever, we've always done since. And, and my sister is, joined in and and this time my parents came along and all that so we're there that wasn't the story that was i thought about like cutting in and being like oh wow that was a lovely story moving on but i decided not to and then you made the joke for me so thanks yeah Mm -hmm. i was just trying to get you to fall for the preamble first right Mm -hmm. so we watched a lot of basketball it's the championship game the the last game we're watching of the night and we're sitting there and uh, in comes a bunch of people from Auburn, Washington. That's the team that was playing. And we're sitting in their section, but not like very close. We don't have the best seats. But, but we can tell this guy who clearly was a, was a player's dad because he had a picture of his son on the front of his shirt. <laughs> Amazing. And, the, and Watson, their last name, on the, on the back of his shirt. We can tell he's like looking around and there are people like congregating congregating around him um, because they want seats like all to sit together so we're like well we'll just scoot down a little you can have our seats so we can all so you you all can sit together this is a huge moment for your family and all that and and so he's like oh thank you so much he he was super nice and so the game's going Auburn it's a really good game Auburn ends up winning winning sorry and at towards the end of the game when it's clear they're going to win, Auburn's shooting free throws, and this this high schooler's name is Daquan Watson, which is an incredible name, by the way. Yes. He's he's standing on the opposite end of the court of the of the free throws, just kind of waiting for, for the rest of the team to come down so he can play defense. But it's clear they're going to win, and his dad stands up and yells, you did it, son, you did it, this is what you've waited for, and, and Daquan looks up, and just starts clapping, and my heart, like, just melted, it was, it was so precious, and wonderful, 
That is and lovely. there's your there's your story for that, the week. That is a lovely story. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I still won't watch if, eight hours of basketball with you. I'm not. I'm not trying mm-hmm. to make you watch eight hours of basketball. <laughs> I will never. I will never try to make you do that. I mean, eight Maybe hours of game? anything. Eight hours of anything is a long time. That's eight hours of work is a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's too much. Yeah, it's too much. Uh, that the basketball's in the Tacoma Dome, and that is not a not a wonderful place to be. Right. It is far from a wonderful place mm. to be. Mm. Yeah. That's a nice tradition, though. I like that. Some good. Thank you so much. Brotherly bonding. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Do you have any segments you want to spring on me? I don't think so. I think I'm happy okay. with our segments so far. Okay, so far, two of them were mm-hmm. good. They do center around me, and I feel bad about that. Well, it's, well, yeah, your your sports story. But um, I'm sure as we go along, I'll get snarkier about those, because I'll get bolder. Um, and then what are you, your hat? And then we talk about what we're drinking. I feel like I talked a lot that. And then what are, what did you do this week? I talked a lot in that. So it's all, it's all good. It's fine. She will get snarkier for now. For now, Shelby's just going to wait till we're not recording. <laughs> Save the good stuff. I make notes and then I oh, yeah. berate you after. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, it's it's a terrible nah. life. Nah, horrible. <sighs> uh, well, should we get should into we? the topic? Yeah, and yeah. I went first so, last time, so should you go first this time? Yeah, oh, I guess. You are if first you, in the Google Doc, and that's how you decided last time that I would go first. That's true. So I think that's the rule now. Fair enough. We're going to break so all last... these rules eventually, but it's fine. I can't wait. Last episode, we talked about kind of our dream trip as of right now. or And we both ended up with places we've never been before. Although you've been to where I wanted to go mm-hmm. for, a, for a short time. Um, but uh, so this week we thought, uh, let's, let's, we, we got our dreams covered. Let's cover where we're currently at. Uh, so we're going to talk about our... We're, we're going to want to call it hometowns. It's not true for either of us. But it feels um, right to call it a hometown yeah. weekend, yeah. Yeah, so we're going to cover like a long weekend at where we currently live. And uh, for me, that's Southern California. I'm sticking mainly to L.A. and mine, and you're sticking to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably s- certain parts of New Zealand, I'm guessing. Yes. But you can tell us all about that uh-huh. in a little bit. Um, so yeah, we're, I think we each did three days, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with, with you flying out, if you're coming to visit us. Yes. Uh, podcast mm-hmm. listener, you're flying out on the fourth day. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So on my first day, um, uh, this is a pretty detailed itinerary and we're going to, I'm going to make you tired. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Listening um, to the itinerary or uh, or doing the itinerary? Both. Okay. Both probably. <laughs> <laughs> I meant doing it, but probably probably I'll make myself tired while talking about Just it. Just kidding. <laughs> uh, before I really jump into it, you'll probably want to fly into LAX if you're doing a this this certain weekend in LA. Um, that is the main airport in Los Angeles, but there are also like five other ones that would uh, be okay if you're gonna do southern california or uh, south of la i'm sorry you'll 
John Wayne, which is Orange County Airport, or Long Beach Airport are great. Ontario and Burbank are also pretty close to L.A. proper. Um, and, I mean, the list could go on. You could even start in San Diego if you want and have a beautiful time there. Uh, but, again, I'm mainly focusing on L.A., uh, so LAX would be the best uh, option. Uh, also, usually the cheapest. Ontario is also quite cheap most of the time. Uh, I would probably have a stay downtown. I, if you want to stay with me, go ahead. I'm I'm in Anaheim. But, Anyone listening, uh, if you'd like to go visit Andrew and stay with him, you can make bookings at uh, tripittomi at gmail. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's probably going to be our email. Probably. We haven't set it up yet. I just made I that up. To. But yeah, but it, that's probably what it's going to be. Yeah, tripittomi at gmail.com. Yeah. And we'll hope that's available. Just send like three <laughs> options for dates and we'll confirm yeah. the booking with you later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I'll book you a ticket for New Zealand. <laughs> you, can, you can send me money for it. I later. somehow think you'll get less people taking you up on that because it is a much further trip. That's, that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I'd send them all to visit you if I could. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would rather have, them have, have the listener go, but uh, I'm looking out for you. Thanks. All right. Um, there are some notable omissions here, starting with theme parks. I, uh, I didn't include any. Um, if it was actually what I do, this is going to be something I say pretty much every episode, I feel like. Uh, Disneyland would definitely be included. Uh, it is, if, if you've never been to Southern California, it is... Gen- genuinely like an integral part of the culture down here yeah. um and it's both americana culture and just a almost a japanese style kawaii culture which is a adoration of anything cute um it it falls into both categories and i mean you'll it's super common to see someone wear like a Mickey Mouse or a Disneyland shirt and an LA Dodgers hat. That is probably the outfit I see the most wow. uh, in Southern California. Um, so for now, we're leaving it off. There's others too. Knott's Berry Farm is commonly referred to as the first theme park ever. And uh, in that it's not as nice, but it is very Americana as well. And Universal Hollywood is a very different theme park, um, but it does kind of embody the movie culture that you would associate with Hollywood. And if you're looking for a way to do a studio tour without going on an actual studio tour, um, that that's a good way to do it while, while also doing a theme park. Again, not included here because I wanted to do other stuff. Um, and there's only so much I can say about a Disneyland itinerary without actually doing a Disneyland Mm -hmm, episode. mm -hmm. So we might um, need to do that soon. And, and, and then you can just get, just get it out of of your system. (laughs) (laughs) You are probably right. (laughs) Uh, A few other things that I would like to fit in, but just ran out of time. Um, There's a new uh, like motion picture Academy museum in LA that, I believe just opened either this year or last year, and it looks very cool. Looks uh, beautiful. Um, other omissions that are, I'm not too sad we're not going to is Santa Monica and Venice Beach. Um, 
maybe maybe integral to the LA experience, but not my favorite thing. I do like Venice Beach far more than Santa Monica. It's a uh, it's a weird place, um, but <laughs> but it does feel distinctly Southern Californian. Um, if you wanted to drive more, Santa Barbara would probably fit into like it, I like it enough to fit it into this itinerary. It's one of the more beautiful towns I've ever been in, and same goes for San Diego. And uh, last of all, I did not include any any daytime on Hollywood Boulevard because I do not like it. Um, Agreed. <laughs> but but I know people want to see the Walk of Fame and things like that. And if you do, more power to you. Yeah. But it's not in not in this itinerary. All right. Enough caveats. Day one is going to be a walking day. Um, for the most part, for the other days, you'll probably want to rent a car, but for day one, it's mainly going to center around downtown, which if if you are driving up there, you could park at Union Station. If you There's plenty of hotels. Um, the Bitmore is actually fairly cheap, um, and there's, there's a decent amount of hotels that are fairly priced, I think, under $200, um, and that... Uh, that's not cheap, cheap, but that's that's okay, and they're they're beautiful most of them. So, um, and uh, one last thing, the Metro does do a ten dollar weekend price if you're going on the weekend, so you can ride as many trains and public transportation as you want, and and it stretches all the way down to Orange County and goes up through L L A County. So. Um, if you're looking for a way to get around on the weekends, that's a very good option. We're going to start our downtown day, basically, at uh, Walt Disney Concert Hall, which is a structural icon, almost. It, it's a beautiful building, and they do self-guided tours. Uh, they used to do guided tours, um, but for now, we're doing self-guided tours. Right. And it, uh, they start at 10 a.m., um, and you... And this particular itinerary, get there at 10 a.m. and go for it. It's not that it gets incredibly busy. It's just that we packed a lot in. Um, uh, get breakfast somewhere along the way. Maybe you're flying in this day, and that's why I didn't plan breakfast. Um, this is a... They do do concerts here. Uh, they do do. That's, a, that's great <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Quality content, Andrew. Quality. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we... The nights are pretty planned out, so the, the guided tour is more uh, fitting into this area, and it's a very pretty place. So go check it out. Um, after that, we go to uh, the newest, I don't, I shouldn't say newest, it's the biggest new art museum in LA. It's called The Broad. It's both, both the concert hall, the Walt Disney Concert Hall, and The Broad are free, by the way. And the Broad is huge and gorgeous and opened in 2015. Um, you do need to reserve a time, uh, but otherwise it, it's entirely free. It has a broad <laughs> collection <laughs> of, of art. Uh, I think, uh, let's see, it's a 120,000 square foot building uh, featuring two, gallery, two uh, floors of gallery space. Um, yeah, and most of it's modern art. So, yeah, it's it's 
one, it's just a beautiful building from the outside. Um, and, but, but it's, uh, the galleries it's, uh, themselves are well worth looking through. We will do quite a few museums here. Um, and if, if the broad doesn't seem like your thing, um, I, I will give another option for later in the day. So, uh, but, uh, it's probably the second most important and, um, prestigious art museum in LA. So, so do that. Then we're going to walk to Little Tokyo. Both, both the concert hall and the broad are pretty close to each other, about a five or ten minute walk. Walking to Little Tokyo is about 20 minutes. And along the way, you're going to stop at the Los, Angel Los Angeles City Hall just to look at it, more or less. It's in many, many movies. You will be able to picture it in, in a number of different movies. Once we get to Little Tokyo, we'll have lunch there. Um, I love ramen, but there's another ramen place on my list. There is a great one in Little Tokyo called Daikakuya, and it is... Uh, it is very, very good, but it's not as good as the other one on my list. There's also sushi and just street food, and um, yeah, it's great. Uh, it's uh, There's so many different options. And Little Tokyo stretches a few blocks, but really we're going to focus on this little alley that goes through, and there's, there's a number of uh, cute, or again, kawaii culture little shops that just have uh, adorable little trinkets, and it's... It's a, a fun place to walk around and usually kind of bustling. Maybe if you're doing this on a weekday, it won't be quite as much. But but in the weekend, starting at like 11 and going through the night, it's a lot of a lot of people, but it doesn't feel overcrowded. I love me a um, bustling alleyway. Oh yeah, it's great. Like act like like in all seriousness, like actually like. I love when you find like pockets and like neighborhoods that you love, but then there's like one particular street or alleyway or section that's like special and you kind of feel like it's off the beaten path. Love those. Me too. Mm. Me too. Um, there is the Jap Japanese National, um, uh, did I get that name right? Japanese National Museum that's also in Little Tokyo, just right across the street essentially from this alleyway. And uh, if, you, if you're looking for a different option than the broad, because we are going to an art museum on day three as well, um, this would be a good one. It's maybe a little more sobering. They, took, they, they have a large exhibit about um, World War II and the, the camps that uh, Japanese Americans were put in. Um, but it is, it's not free, but it is cheap. I think it's around $10. So, um, nothing, nothing this day costs very much, mm -hmm. uh, but which is a, which is a bonus, but, uh, either, either museum would be well worth your time. The broad again, is probably a little more prestigious and well thought of, but, um, they, they both offer different things. Um, by this time it should be mid afternoon or so. And from... Little Tokyo, we're going to walk to the Last Bookstore, which is another downtown um, spot. It's maybe the more, like one of the more famous little shops in downtown LA. Uh, downtown LA really isn't thought of like that highly, but it has 
seemingly improved quite a bit as the broad is fairly new in the la well is new in the last decade the last bookstore has a lot of character and the place we'll go for dinner is they're all they all kind of make up downtown LA and and it's kind of a wonderful little uh, collection of shops um, the walk from Little Tokyo to the last bookstore is about 20 minutes uh, just under a mile uh, Shelby, what's that in kilometers? Yeah, like two point <laughs> two kilometers. Something, She's got something it. like that. I, I do not think that's accurate, but <laughs> hold on, but like googling it. it. No, you're fine. Um, the last bookstore is a bookstore, but it's a bookstore with uh, a lot of character. The last bookstore actually stands for the last bookstore on earth. It's kind of an apocalyptic bookstore in a way. <laughs> um, the upstairs uh, is especially beautiful with like archways made of books and windows made of books. And there's even some different like art shops up there. It's great. There's a separate room off of the main bookstore that has a uh, ton of like first editions and some fairly prestigious ones. Um, I'm saying prestigious a lot. Like, word of the day. I it guess. is a good word. It is, um, and it's it's 1.6 kilometers. One mile oh, is okay. 1.6. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, the last bookstore, well worth your time. And, and even no matter if you like books or not, I'm not a huge novel reader. Um, but I enjoy going in there and and just sitting um, or looking around at the first editions or picking up like a travel book and, and reading that is a lot of fun. Even, yeah, it's just worth walking around on its own. It's great. I think you've been there, right? Yes, I have. Yeah. I could have spent all day there yes. and all of my money as well. <laughs> Did you? I didn't. I don't think I bought anything. Oh my um, gosh. I know. Well, because we were there on the, it was the first day that we were in the States. And I knew that when I went to visit my mom, there'd be heaps of stuff that I'd want to pack up and take with sure. me back to New Zealand. And I was like, if that I buy sense. a book now, I am doomed. <laughs> um, yeah. So I refrained. I refrained. Good for you. Yeah. And I think uh, Ben had just bought me a Kindle. So it was oh, like, okay, oh, sure. I like really shouldn't buy any books right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. For dinner, we're going like two, three blocks away to Grand Central Hall, which which is a food hall filled with 50 plus vendors. It is uh, overwhelming, but in a, in a way that you want food to be. There is any kind of food that you could want, and it's wonderful. There's probably... 10 different types of Mexican food you could get. Um, there's seafood, Italian. Um, I've had the pupusas at one. I can't remember the vendor's name. Uh, they were fantastic. As some of my favorite ice cream, uh, maybe my favorite ice cream that I've ever had wow. at McConnell's. Uh, McConnell's, which originated in Santa Barbara, I believe. Um, get the salted caramel banana. It is amazing. Shelby doesn't like banana. So get something else, Shelby. Just but to clarify, I like bananas. I just don't like bananas in things, unless it's like a smoothie. That's all. That's all. The, yeah, it's okay. No one's judging you. Thank you. I just feel like yeah. if you're going to, you know, if you're going to be like, Shelby doesn't like this, let's get the details right, you know? Yeah, I had banana. Fair. I had banana in my oatmeal this morning. 
I'm trying to speed things along so right, we don't okay, go ahead, do go ahead. two hours and 22 minutes again. <laughs> but, but next time I will clarify bananas are how important. much you like bananas. No, it's all good. That's all good. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I would recommend one here, but honestly, just go around and get what looks good. Um, I've also had the donuts. Maybe get some donuts for the next day, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, the donuts are impressive. I think I had a cruller there, and it was delicious. Um, yeah, it, you can't really go wrong with this place. I've, heard, I think my sister-in-law told me that the pasta was like one of the best things she's ever had. Um, I've had, again, pupusas and Mexican food, other Mexican food, and some seafood, and it was all wonderful. Um, from there, it's nighttime now. Um, and we're going to have like a choose-your-own-adventure night. Depending who's visiting me, I will plan it to their likings. Um, for Shelby, that doesn't mean going to a uh, Los Angeles Dodgers or Lakers game. But it is like Disneyland, kind of in classic part of the culture. Um, especially Dodger Stadium, which is just beautiful, set on top of the hills and kind of overlooks LA. Um, and yeah, even even if you don't want to go to a game, drive up there. It's worth your time. Um, uh, if it's winter time, obviously the Lakers are one of the most successful franchises in sports history. And uh, it's just kind of an LA thing to do. You'll see a celebrity if you go to a, if you go to a Lakers game. Um, uh, out of those two, I definitely recommend a Dodger game first um, because uh, there's some cool history around it. A lot of Jackie Robinson, the first black player to play in the major leagues. A lot of um, statues and memorials dedicated to him. If not that, um, there's probably 10 concerts a night in LA and probably four of them from bands you've heard of. Um, And then there's also stage shows all over the place within an hour of where I live, I know Wicked, Hamilton, and a number of other shows are showing tonight. So, um, you can have your pick of whatever you want. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, so that's a choose-your-own-adventure. Uh, the Pantages is a lot of Broadway. A lot of Broadway shows happen at the Pantages in Hollywood. The Dodgers, Dodger Stadium, and. Uh, where the Lakers play, which is now called Crypto.com Arena. It's terrible. It used to be called Staples Center. Um, but both of those are, if not within walking distance of downtown, like a, like a five-minute Uber lift right away. So, day two. today This day is going to be a lot more driving after walking so much. Give your legs a break. We can stop at Grand Central Market again for breakfast. Um... Because there's that donut shop. There's also Egg Slut, which is maybe the most famous restaurant in the Grand Central Market. Um, they're open for breakfast and probably, uh, I mean, if you're a breakfast eater, go there. It, it will be good, especially if you're staying downtown. From there, we're going to drive down the Pacific Coast Highway. Um, however, it depends how long you want to take. If you want to do the full thing, just cut over to... Uh, probably be Manhattan Beach would be the closest one to downtown LA and then just drive south on the Pacific Coast Highway and we're going all the way down to Laguna Beach. Um, Along the way you could stop at 
Huntington Beach, I'm uh, Newport Beach, Crystal Cove. There's there's a number of different places. Some I like more than others. Not a huge fan of any of the ones I mentioned, to be <laughs> honest. But they are your almost stereotypical um, wide open beaches without any coves or anything. It, like if you picture L.A., or Southern California in your head and picture the beaches, these are kind of them, right? They're just wide open and there's quite a few people, but there's also surfers and piers and fun things to do at all of them. Um, again, I don't know if I'd recommend any of them, but it's also quite a drive. So stop, have some fun. The Huntington Beach Library actually is quite beautiful and I think there's gardens right by. Um, and that's probably worth your time. Newport Beach is a little bit different in that it's very ritzy um, and lots of like high-end shops. So if you're into that sort of thing, that'd be another good uh, quick stop. Again, these are all along the Pacific Coast Highway, so it wouldn't really take much time out of, out of the actual drive. Our final stop like on this way is Laguna Beach and we're gonna actually spend split our time up here between two beaches. The first one uh, contains several beaches actually. We're gonna stop at Heisler Park which has a number of parking spots not hard to park at and as you walk along this park which is on a cliff up above the water um, you'll see a number of different coves that you can walk down towards uh, and this is probably the best spot that's somewhat secluded and you can still swim at really uh, so do it here it, the water is wonderful it's always over like 70 degrees it feels good um, it's it's also a beautiful spot uh, the, we're stopping at this one more just to swim and have have a fun time in the water really there's a lot of rocks to climb in this area you could go down and hop from one cove to another if it's low tide probably um, up above at the park, there's some public art installations and and uh, lots of, like there's a, I think there's a field bowling, uh, like a large area for, <laughs> I'm not, fun uh, lawn bowling, there we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bowling. Mm -hmm. lawn bowling, uh, like a large area for that and lots of tennis courts. It's a little bit ritzy again, but not, not to the point where you don't. Like you feel normal walking by it in a swimsuit, so it's not overly ritzy. Uh, after you've had your fill of swimming or doing whatever it is you want to do there, we're going to drive down to the main beach. Uh, we're not going to go to the main beach, though, because it is overrun with people. We're going to go across the street and eat really quick at this place called Slapfish. Laguna Beach is not the culinary destination that L.A. is. Um, I haven't found anything I really love there, honestly, <laughs> except uh, Slapfish has a little bit of sea... Well, it has seafood. It is seafood. And they have a few interesting things, and they also have, like, your classic fish and chips and, and right. things like that. It is a chain, it, it like, in Southern California, and it's quick. We mainly are stopping here so that we have a tiny bit to eat before we get to the main course of gelato, mm -hmm. which... Which Laguna Beach does have two spots that I've had, and both both have wonderful gelato. There's one that's uh, just a few steps away from Slapfish, and that's really the only reason I chose that place for lunch. Uh, from there, we're going to go to Victoria Beach, 
this is hard to find uh, because it is fairly secluded and it looks like it's in a private entrance. Uh, there aren't really such things as private beaches in Southern California though, so don't feel weird walking down. Um, you're gonna, you probably have to park up the hill from it and it's a weird little turnoff. Uh, again, if you, if you have questions about this specific beach, just send us an email. I shouldn't spend five minutes on where to park on it. Um, but Victoria <laughs> Beach is where we're going and it is gorgeous. There's a pirate tower is what it's affectionately known as. Um, and uh, I won't get into the backstory, but it looks like a pirate's tower. It looks very cool. It's inside is a uh, circular staircase and a spiral staircase. And you can't get inside of the tower now, but you can see up it and everything. There's also a crazy, I believe they're called moon pools. Um, it's basically a tide pool that fills up when the when high tide comes. And you, if the lifeguards are, if the water's not too crazy, the lifeguards will let you stand in there. And then the waves, if you hit it at the right time, the waves will come up and crash against the, the wall and the moon pool. And then they will like spray over your back. And it's uh, so much fun. It, uh, it's wonderful. Uh, this is a nice place to just sit. It's more of a cove than the Heisler Park ones in that there's lots of cliffs and you do feel more secluded. I watched a few dolphins here once. Um, it's, it's a wonderful place. Uh, probably my favorite, my second favorite beach in all of Southern California that I've been to. Uh, we'll talk about the first one in a minute. Uh, we'll leave the park in the afternoon sometime whenever you feel like it really and we're gonna head up this is another long drive this is a big driving day and we're just headed back to LA essentially and with the goal of ending up at the Griffith Observatory um, if you don't know what this is Google it and then you probably will recognize it uh, it's maybe the most fam famous building in LA uh, it's it's an observatory obviously and it sits up above all of LA so you can see see everything you can see the Hollywood sign you can see LA you can see Santa Monica and you can see south um, before we get there we're gonna stop and pick up dinner don't eat it yet but pick it up at Cielito Lindo which is a, a little taqueria famous for their taquitos um, it was shown in like an Anthony Bourdain show. It was shown in, um, it's in LA Eater's best of list. It's pretty famous. If you don't feel like taquitos, then go to the Giotti, Excuse Giotta me, Deli. When would, when would someone not feel like taquitos? People are crazy out there. Wow. Shopping. I would give if, my if left you'd... arm for some LA street taquitos right now. Oh, yeah. I would too, and I live here. <laughs> <laughs> but if you don't want those taquitos, go to the Giada Deli because it's also amazing. It's like an Italian deli, and they have like an eggplant parm. They have they have uh, a bunch of different sandwiches that are fantastic. If you're asking my wife, this would have been like a uh, integral part of the. The itinerary. I like it slightly less than she does, and I still love it. So, um, both of those are very good options. And you're going to just take the food and drive the 15 minutes to the observatory, and you're going to park 
there's cheap, sometimes free parking down below, and then there's Griffith Park, which is sprawling all through Los Angeles, it feels like. It doesn't make a lot of sense, like, where it stops and where it goes, but, um, but there's grass areas everywhere and trails to climb up. And uh, for now, we're just going to stop. You can go up to the observatory if you want. There's also a park or like a grassy area right by the by, by the lower parking lot. And you can eat there and uh, hang out, throw a frisbee around, do whatever you do. Um, and enjoy the, the time with, with people. With me, I guess, in this <laughs> scenario. Yeah, since these people are staying with you at your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we, we'll go up to the observatory, and I recommend getting there before sunset, watching the sunset from the outside, get on the roof, watch it from there, and then going inside and spending genuinely as long as you want in there. You could you could spend four hours in there, and it would not, um, like, you could still find more to do. And um, uh, the only thing that costs here, if you don't pay for parking, is there are... Um, there are little movies um, that you could go see. I think there's two different ones, I believe. Um, otherwise, the observatory is free. Uh, I'm sure the movies are worth doing. At least one of them I would I would recommend. I haven't yet, um, but mainly that's been because of time restraints, not because of any other reason. Um, yeah, do not miss the observatory. Of all the things we do at night, this is the top one for now as of march 2022 it's only open on the weekends to get inside you can walk up there you probably can't get on the building but you could walk up there any other time but go and you can go inside it is well worth it and yeah so friday to sunday and it's open open really late it's open past midnight usually all right any questions no, that sounds great. Okay. Do you need a sip of Mountain Dew? No, I'm okay. okay. I'm doing okay. Okay. We're on day three, and this day is about eating. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because, because apparently we haven't done enough of it. <laughs> uh, so we've kind of got downtown. We've gotten south of L.A. Now we're going to do more Hollywood and, and then uh, make our way down to Malibu. We'll wake up fairly early if you can handle it and go for a hike up to the Hollywood sign uh, you can't if you don't know you can't like get in front of the Hollywood sign but what you can do is get behind the Hollywood sign and look out at all of LA and it's uh, it's wonderful really I mean if you like to hike it's it's a pretty easy going hike it's a little steep but it's not that long and um, it's it's fun, um, and uh, I would recommend it, honestly. It won't take up more than a few hours, so do that, and then we're going to go to breakfast at All Day Baby, which is a wonderful place on Sunset Boulevard, um, and it's about, uh, probably about 20 minute, a 20 minute drive from wherever you start to hike up the Hollywood sign, maybe a little less. And then we're going to do, uh, get the, uh, well, get everything, get everything <laughs> you can. I, I liked the breakfast burrito a little more than the breakfast sandwich, mm. but both are delightful. 
Um, they also have lunch stuff if you get there a little later. Um, they have a dinner menu as well, but you go for breakfast. I'm so hungry uh, right now. <laughs> I'm so sorry. They have cocktails all day as well. Um, and a full service bar right next to it that is connected and you can order food from there too. Um, since we're not going to a theme park, we are going to do a studio tour because when in LA, that's one thing you do. Um, Sony, the Sony studio tour is more of a walking tour than the Warner Brothers one, but it does fit in with the certain day a lot better. Um, it's on the way to and from things. Uh, Warner Brothers is maybe 20 minutes out of the way, which is not much considering, uh, but but for this certain itinerary, we'll, we'll pick Sony. Uh, between between the two, they cost anywhere. If you can get a discount, they could cost like fifty or sixty dollars, but generally more like eighty um, after taxes and stuff. That's American. Sorry to New Zealanders who are listening. I also New Zealanders quite... who who don't like when you say a price, it always includes the tax here. So it's good to, to clarify that it's that it's an amount plus tax because good America. <laughs> America. America. Right now, the U.S. dollar to the New Zealand dollar is one U.S. dollar to a dollar forty seven New Zealand. Just so you know, there mm-hmm. you go. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, I lost the tab. There we go. Uh, so after the studio tour, which takes two to three hours. We're going to eat some more. (laughs) (laughs) This is going to be a theme. Um, We're going to eat some more. There's a... We went to Little Tokyo. There's another street in a completely different part of LA called Sawtell Boulevard, also known as Little Osaka and Little Japan. I don't know which one to call it. People call it Sawtell. People call it the other two. I mean, just call it whatever you want, I guess. (laughs) And this had the... uh, Probably the best ramen I've ever had in my life. Um, sorry to several Kyoto areas, but uh, but it's at Sujita, and it is amazing. Um, the, I got the sukumen, which is noodles outside of the broth, and then you dip the dip the noodles into the broth, and it is just incredible. Um, I it's very rich, um, so so you will get full and you will get real sleepy, but it's well worth it. Uh, along this street, there's a number of other um, well thought of restaurants, including Big Boy, which is Filipino, um, Spoon and Pork, uh, which is a delightful name and and on many uh, top LA eating lists. If ramen isn't your thing, there's there's plenty of options, including um, udon, um, a sushi, whatever you want. The, it's just like a street full of food essentially. From there, we're going to maybe the most famous art museum in LA, which is the Getty. Um, This is another free place, although if you're driving, you will have to pay for parking, but admission is free, and it is uh, stunning. There's actually two. The the Getty is connected to the Getty Villa, um, and they're, they're a few miles apart as far as driving goes, but if you get into one, you can get free parking to the other. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend the Getty Villa in such a short amount of time, but the Getty itself is uh, worth doing. It it has so much um, 
it is a beautiful building kind of set up above Malibu almost um, yeah the Getty Museum is um, it, it was mainly it was, let me see his name it was all donated to like LA from uh, I can't find his name but it's it's been around a long time they have a number of different uh, exhibits and uh, but but it's mainly modern art along uh, the Getty Villa is a little more it's modeled after a um, uh, a villa in I believe it's Pompeii uh, from a long time ago and yeah it's it's incredible uh, the this could take all day if you wanted it to we'll try to keep it to like a couple hours you at this time, like everywhere else in the world, you do need a reservation, but it is free. Uh, it's open 10 to 5.30. So we're, so even if you wanted to stay really late, you can't. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so try to get there uh, early afternoon after lunch and then spend three hours in there. Um, yeah, there's, there's just so much to see. And there's beautiful gardens and, yeah, every, everything you could want to see in a museum is is here um from there we are gonna go eat some more uh <laughs> we're gonna drive down we're gonna drive down from the getty to malibu which is probably my favorite area to just drive around um we're gonna go to broad street oyster company or oyster co and um eat seafood they have they have the best lobster roll I've ever had in my life, um, but they have a number of other just normal seafood offerings. It's a fun little place. It's almost like a brewery, and they do have some on tap. Uh, but uh, So you just order at the counter and then go sit outside. Uh, they might have indoor seating back open by now, but but there's tons of tables outside, and, and it is delicious food and uh not my not my favorite because Sujit is probably my favorite, but it's top three restaurants I've been to in LA. It's a lot of fun, and then we should still be ahead of sunset, hopefully. Um, and from there, we're gonna drive up the road about ten mile or ten minutes, fifteen minutes to El Matador Beach, uh, which is you might have seen this in pictures or a ton the movies, whatever. Um, this is just another kind of cove in Malibu that is uh, maybe like top 10 most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. It is absolutely stunning. The archways, uh, the, the natural archways that the rocks form are gorgeous um, and just, you know, it's not super crowded surprisingly, usually, uh, I should say, because it is kind of hard to get to, but... Uh, but you will have a good time if you set up like a, a blanket or a towel, lay down and just watch the Instagram models come through or the the uh, people taking engagement photos. It's a lot of fun to just watch. Um, but it's also fun to just get in the water. This is maybe the best place to take photos in all of, in anywhere is what I wanted to say. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I like to take photos. I mentioned that in the first episode, but taking photos here in Laguna Beach are maybe the most picturesque spots. Um, yeah, it's it's stunning. There's 
not a lot else I can say about it. It's just I feel like I feel like we need to establish that Andrew, you don't take photos. You're a photographer. No, I take photos. <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to be our other segment that we have in every episode. So <laughs> continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, get there for sunset and uh, um, stay until there is no more color left in the sky. It is, uh, it is worth it and just a beautiful place. Uh, yeah, again... If I was going to pick like a top three from this list, do this, the Getty, and the Observatory would probably be the top three. If you have any more energy left in you, um, drive back up to Hollywood, and this is the only time I'll recommend going to Hollywood. Go to like the Arclight if it's open. Um, The Arclight Dome, it's a theater just off Hollywood Boulevard, and it's beautiful. Um, For now, it's not open, but hopefully will be soon under new management. Um, but it, it, there are a number of old theaters in Hollywood that are worth going to, um, that aren't on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, so go, go see a movie there and feel like Hollywood royalty, royalty. It's, uh, it's on the list of things that I want to do that I actually haven't done yet. So, um, yeah, get some popcorn and enjoy a movie. That's that's three days right there. Yeah. Oh boy, I'm tired. Oh boy, those are that's three oh days. Boy. That is like that, that's a that solid three days. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna need lots of caffeine and lots of carbs and lots of protein and fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, come visit, Shelby. I'm trying. Yeah, I know. I'm trying. I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. I'm working on it. <laughs> but when she when she visits, we can. We're only just going to record the podcast. We can't go. Do it. <laughs> just just like five days straight of just podcasts. <laughs> oh no, so sad. Oh, that would be so sad. Be like help, help someone. I am trapped in Andrew Melissa's apartment. Please, if you hear this, please send help. 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 I want to go to Disneyland. Help. He's only letting me eat ramen in the last five days and I can't leave and I want to go to Disney. It's going to be okay. I, right. I won't do that too. Okay, you. that's good. That's good. I don't think you want to see Ben in lockdown. He's hilarious in lockdown, but I'm not <laughs> sure that I'm not sure that we want to do that. Not yet? Not yet. We'll wait a few a few years. Great. And then you can trap us in your apartment. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. All right. Thank okay. you all for listening to that. <laughs> that is a marathon weekend. I yeah. love it. It's getting me really excited. I mean, I was already, of course, really excited to come visit. But I was excited to come visit because, like, I want to see you guys. But, um, well, thank you. But, uh, yeah. No, there's some incredible things to do. So it's... Yeah, it's nice to be like, oh, well, we'll come to L.A. and we'll do some really cool shit. And we get to see yeah. you guys. It's everything. I promise. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well. Dodgers games every night. Oh, God. Never mind. You can come here. <laughs> I, I would like to. What would I do when I get there? Uh, what, three days of on the beach. There you go. The end. Mm. No. <laughs> okay. Just kidding. Okay, so three days. Um, kia ora. Welcome to New Zealand. Um, so uh, I live in Napier, which is in Hawke's Bay. 
It's um, kind of the middle part of the North Island, but on the East Coast. So it is a beach town. Um, Napier is real cool because they're known for being um, the Art Deco capital of the world. So in 1930, there was a devastating earthquake that basically like the whole town was just like gone um there's actually like land formations here that are significant one of them being bluff hill which is the hill that we live on that was not here before the 1930 earthquake so it literally like shifted significant pieces of land and so when they rebuilt everything was built in this 1920s art deco style so every february there's like an art deco festival everyone dresses up and there's events and like it's it's like an art deco like full immersion experience it's real fun um anyway so i live in napier but you'll be flying into auckland um, because that's really, unless you're coming from like Australia or something, that's going to be the airport that you fly into. Um, so I'm assuming that you'll land probably early in the morning. So we're going to pick you up. We'll be real nice and we'll pick you up from the airport. Thank you. Um, I'm not going to worry too much about breakfast and coffee because there's, there's lots of cool places to go in Auckland, but we're basically going to hit the road straight off the bat. Um, so we are going to drive an hour and 45 minutes west to Raglan, um, which is the like prime surf spot on the North Island. It's got this beautiful black sand beach. Everyone knows it as the beach or as the surf town. And it's got this like quintessential Kiwi surfer vibe in, in the little town. Um, there's so many cafes. There's so many cool shops and um there's like lots of like rental places so that if you wanted to do a surf lesson or something like that you could rent a, a board and get some gear and you could go surfing um really cool really cool spot to just like walk and hang out it's kind of got this like cliff ledge and then you walk down this path and then the beach is right there so beautiful beautiful stunning views um so we're gonna spend the first part of the day there hang out so we're gonna <laughs> Walk along the beach, maybe do some swimming, um, get some really, really yummy cafe food. Um, not any like huge standout restaurants. There's lots of cafes where you can kind of have smaller bites or like proper sit down restaurants where you can have a meal. Um, not really like a right or a wrong choice here. Just follow your nose. Um, and then from there, once we wrap up the surfing, swimming surf vibe portion of the day um it's a 45 minute drive to matamata which is kind of in the central part so we're driving east and matamata is where the hobbiton studio tours are um so depending on who's visiting there's different tours that you can take there's like uh one that is i think it's close to an hour and uh, that you like meet at the, the main like tourist center and then they bus you in, you walk around, um, you finish the tour at the green dragon, you get a complimentary drink, um, cause it's in like an ale house and then you walk back and that's that. And you get to see, um, bag end and you get to see, you know, all of, all of the stuff and the trivia and it's a fun tour. Um, what I would recommend if you really are a hard out Lord of the Rings fan is doing, um, the evening banquet tour. 
So same thing, they bus you in, you do the tour, it's kind of dusk, so it still is daylight. So you get to see everything. And they talk about how like some of the hobbit holes are smaller and some of them are bigger. So when it when they do the whole um, like uh, perspective, you know, Gandalf is big and Frodo is short, but they're played by actors that are the same height. You know, the forced perspective stuff. They talk about that. What? What? Crazy. Ian McKellen isn't actually like nine feet tall. What? Um, yeah. And so then by the end of the tour, sun's kind of going down. You still end up at the Green Dragon, but you spend at least like an hour and a half there with these huge banquet tables where it's literally piled high with anything that you could want. Um, not super vegan friendly. So maybe think about that, but like stacks of meat and there's bread and there's salads and there's just like anything that you could want. And it's cool too, because since it's like a banquet communal style table, you get to know the people that are on your tour with you, which is a very Kiwi experience, right? Like you're not gonna sit there and like not talk to people. People will ask you where you're from, how long you're in town, who do you know, you know, why are you here? And um, and so it's it's very much this kind of cool get to know your neighbors experience. There's also a certain number of dragons hidden in the green dragon. So if you finish your meal earlier, early and you're done with your, your cuppa, your cup of tea or your cup of coffee, and you just want to go wander around, there's dragons that you can find. And um, some of them are challenging. So that was good fun. Uh, and then when you walk back, they give you lanterns. And so you walk back through the Shire with your lantern and there's like illuminated windows and there's smoke coming up from the chimneys and you feel like a like a fat and full hobbit on his way back home. It's just darling. Um, Do you walk like in a two by two line and look like a cult? Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, yeah, it does sound a, lovely. There's though. also chanting involved. So, no. oh, nah, nice. just just kidding. Um, no, it's quite the good. dragons come out. Yes, uh huh. <laughs> and then you sacrifice your shortest <laughs> member of your group. <laughs> and they get eaten by the dragon and. No, it's, um, yeah, it's quite good fun. Um, the moment in The Hobbit when Bilbo runs and he goes, I'm going on an adventure! It, like, that's in the Shire. So if you feel like recreating that, which just about everybody does, then you can do that as well. So real good for us nerdy um, Lord of the Rings fans. And that's it. You're fat, you're full. There's um, a cool pub in town that is also kind of Lord of the Rings themed. Uh, and they've got good beers on tap and good drinks so you can go there for some drinks afterwards but since you have had a 12-hour flight from LA you're probably going to be tired so you can pick an Airbnb that is in Matamata and you can crash there for the night so day two again it's very much um cafe culture so follow your nose get some coffee uh, get some breakfast in town and then we're going to hop in the car and we're going to drive about two hours south to Topol. Um, this is a huge lake right in the center of the island. It's actually, it has an active volcano. So if this volcano ever blew, like it was nice knowing you, uh, but it's, it's a huge lake. It's ginormous. It's got this huge ginormous volcano mountain. It's beautiful. And there's lots of things here. I can add that to the list of things that'll stress me out now. <laughs> oh, there's so many things in New Zealand that will kill you. They're just all like natural oh. and they're not like predators. Great. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it's fine. Um, yeah. So there's heaps of things that you can do um, at the lake. Uh, there's lots of like cultural stuff. There's you can take a boat tour, and there's this huge rock wall with all of these like Maori carvings on it. Uh, I haven't done that yet. I really want to, and it, I think it's only like a fifteen dollar ticket for this boat tour. And they kind of explain like these are what the carvings are, and this is the story behind it and all that. So there's some cultural significant things. Um, one of the things on my list is Hooka Falls, and it's this big dam, and so the falls resulting in the dam, uh, they're quite spectacular. Like, they're really, really big. Um, pretty beautiful. Um, there's lots of just, like, nature. New Zealand, especially in the North Island, there's lots of cities, and then towns and then in between there's just not a whole lot so even the drive from Matamata to Topo is just beautiful you can count sheep there's so many sheep and there's rolling hills and um, it's really quite charming so you can kind of just hang out there there's also um, hot springs so uh, there's geothermic activity happening under the lake and so there's hot springs like hot pools that you can pay for but other ones that are free that you can just kind of hang out in and those are really cool they've got uh like healing properties like it's really good for you uh it's quite fun um if you're ever in a geothermic pool don't put your head under the water because it can contain like bacteria that basically it's like brain eating bacteria so you don't put your head underwater because you can get an infection in your brain and it will kill you Fun fact. <laughs> this concludes our segment of things that can kill you in New Zealand. Um, no, so you like you don't put your head underwater because if it goes through your mouth or your ears or your nose or even through your eyes, like it can make its way to your brain and and you can like not even know that you have it and then like a week later you're dead. Boom. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So go to the hot springs, but don't be dunking anyone. Don't. Yeah. 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 Um, we can, yeah, we can also spend the afternoon bungee jumping or paragliding. There's lots of water sports things. Um, I really want to do both of these things. So when you email me the dates that you want to come visit at <laughs> tripittome at gmail.com, we'll pick one of the, we can either go bungee jumping or paragliding. I don't want to bungee jump. Okay. That's all right. I, I might try paragliding. And okay. I will be absolutely terrified. <laughs> oh, but it will be so cool. It will be so cool. It will be so great. It will be. Um, also, okay. one of the things that we can do, um, I think between Matamata and Topo, there's a marae. So if you want to be immersed in like an authentic indigenous ceremony and experience we can do that um a marae is uh like a formal central gathering place for an iwi um and so you have to like be invited onto the marae and then there's certain protocols and stuff in place but it's kind of cool you can learn about history and the culture of maori and um yeah so that's also an option as well um but that's obviously something you have to kind of organize ahead of time same thing here. There's lots of places to stay in Topol. Um, and because we've done so much driving and so much adventurous stuff like bungee jumping and paragliding, just stay the night. No need to rush. So the day three, we'll get back in the car. We'll get coffee and breakfast again. And we will head to Napier. So it's about an hour and a half drive on one of the worst roads I've ever been on in my whole life. Um, it is so windy. 
and kind of up and down through hills. So if you get car sick, sorry, it, it, it is the road to get to Napier unless you come from a completely different direction. So just be prepared for that. Um, okay. Yeah, it's only an hour and a half, though, so not horrible. Um, and when we get close to Napier, we're going to stop for real fruit ice cream. Uh, it's delicious and wonderful and a summer delicacy. Uh, and you can get it at just about any fruit and veg stand. There's also a few wineries out on the way, so I'm not suggesting that we do wine tasting at 10 a.m. I have done that before. And like, that that's fine. But there's a few wineries. If you want to just pick up a bottle or two, that's fine. You're allowed to take alcohol home with you on the plane, so why not? Could you do like wine tasting and pick up a bottle? Is that what you'd recommend? Oh, yeah. Yeah, both. Okay. Yeah, highly, highly both. Just making sure. <laughs> and yeah, once we get into Napier, uh, you definitely have to walk through town. There's lots of places to get snacks. You can go to Mr. D's. Uh, they have donuts, and it's it's a little bit of a gimmick, but you order a donut, and it's not like a donut with a hole in the middle. The donuts here are a bit different. So it's like a solid, round donut. And then you order whatever filling you want, and they give it to you in like um, a... Oh, gosh. Now the word is completely gone. Like um, Plate. not a test tube. It's um, a syringe. They give it to you in a syringe. And so you like insert your filling into your donut and you use your syringe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're quite good. Mr. D's has some really, really good food. They're not my favorite donuts, though. My favorite donuts come from the donut cart, which is a cart that it's a cart that looks like it was driven out of the Simpsons. So it looks like this cartoon cart. And the man who owns it, I still don't know his name, but the man who owns it and operates it is just a character. Yeah, he's just a character. Like every time we go, we have the most interesting conversations with him. We've talked about Bigfoot. We've talked about JFK. We've talked, I mean, like there is some quality conversation material with this man. Um, what are his thoughts on JFK? Um, I think it was that. Oh, this is fuzzy. I'm sure it was a, um, like a conspiracy theory about oh, his yeah. assassination. Because um, he also, <laughs> like we talked about how I'm from Seattle and we talked about Bigfoot and how Bigfoot lives in Seattle. Um, sure. Yeah, he's just a very interesting man. I appreciate him. Um, yeah, so we definitely would get donuts. We would get coffee from Georgia on Tennyson. They've got the best best coffee uh we could do a little bit of shopping if you want but like whatever um once we finish in town yeah we walk down marine parade there's the sound show there's some beautiful beautiful beaches um they're not swimming beaches because uh the water has a really dangerous breaking point and there's a sudden drop off so nobody swims there because you can die uh so not a swimming beach but a really pretty (laughs) walking beach (laughs) and again with everything themed art deco you kind of feel like you've just stepped into the last century uh it's pretty incredible so that's kind of that takes us to about lunchtime and then for lunch we can either eat at Killam which is a really, really fantastic Turkish restaurant that we have just fallen in love with recently in the last six months. Um, it's beautiful. The food is 
it's just extraordinary. We haven't eaten anything there that isn't good. It's really, really phenomenal. Um, the other option is Piku, which is a Japanese restaurant. Um, that's more in Hastings, so it's a bit of a drive, but we're going to head out there anyway, so that works. Or Fun Buns, which is a like a Japanese street food infusion. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that okay. one's a bit quirkier, whereas Piku is just really, really solid. Just amazing food. Is there, mm-hmm. is there an option to do like the three in succession? We can totally do all three. We will be okay. so okay. full, but we will totally do all three. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. Well, and when you come visit, we'll spend <coughs> more days in Napier. So, like, we sure. can spread those options out. Well, yeah, we could. Or yeah, or we could just do it all in one day. It's fine. Because there's also a place called Indigo that is just amazing Indian food. Um, and they have over 10,000 whiskeys on their bar list. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Like, the whiskey menu, is it's, it's like a book. Wow. It's... Fantastic. What's what's bigger, the Indigo whiskey menu or the Cheesecake Factory menu? Oh wow, I would say the Indigo menu because it's like single spaced. Wow. You know, whereas like the Cheesecake menu has like extra lines for like descriptions and and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I would say the Indigo menu. Okay. Wow. Right. Good for them. Yeah. And there's a um like a craft cocktail place here called Teresa's. Uh, there's a great wine bar called um, Matisse. So lots of good drink options. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. So after lunch, we're going to drive about 20 minutes south to Tomata Peak, which is in Hastings, and it is the like um, Eastern Hawks Bay landmark. Um, it's also like Maori land, so it's like sacred and it's owned by the Maori. And um, there's a story that goes along with it that I don't quite know by heart yet, but if you're interested, anyone, you can look that up. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. It's also really interesting because with the peak, it's not just like a big hill that you walk up. It's very much like this this land mass that spans several kilometers and there's like different types of forest and bush and land. So like part of it, you're walking through redwood trees and then other parts of it, it's just bush. And then other part is more like big, tall native trees. And then other parts you're like up on top and you can see the whole thing. Um, you can see the ocean from there. You can see all of Hastings and Napier and it's just really, really beautiful. It's very iconic. Like if someone, if a local business here is running like a we are local campaign, it's going to have Tomato Peak in that campaign somewhere. So very iconic. That sounds lovely. Yeah. And then for dinner, oh, we are going to go just right down the hill and we are going to go to Craggy Range Winery, which their wines are really amazing. I really love their wines. Some of their grapes are grown in Hawks Bay and some of the grapes are grown in different places and their main winery is here. But their facilities is just like stunning is like it's not even quite the right word. Like one of the most beautiful wineries I've ever been to. Their grounds are beautiful. They have different facilities. So like you could stay there in a cabin, like you could get married there, but their restaurant is oh my gosh it's so good and they offer like an eight course menu um so it's like smaller plates but it's eight courses and it's just some of the best food i've ever had in my whole life just amazing 
and you and I mean Sounds. and of course you have to get the wine that goes along with it um not an inexpensive meal by any means um sure. but I think I think the eight course menu I think it's around a hundred dollars which like that's that's not, that's not bad at all so really for yeah. the quality of what you're getting you know and then yeah. you spent a hundred dollars on a bottle of Ballinger but it's fine it's fine. It's fine. You're who, in New Zealand. And whoever's coming to visit, they've got money, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, they're going to pay for your yeah, meal. Absolutely. I'm hosting. They're paying, right? That's how this is going to work. That's how it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then after we are totally full and pretty, pretty buzzed, probably from all of the bottles of Ballinger, um, we will make it back to Napier. We're going to go play in the fountain. Because Andrew has said he's never played in a fountain. And we've got this fountain here that is multicolored at night and it's beautiful. And we're going to go play in a fountain. I love fountains. Yeah. But, like, we don't... I mean, if I go in a fountain, as an adult especially, Mm. I'm going to get, like, kicked out at the very least. (laughs) You won't get kicked out of this fountain. That's incredible. Yeah, I know. I know. You won't get kicked out. So we can go... And have a splash around in this fountain that's beautiful and multicolored and you can take photos. And then I want to go have a bonfire on the beach. So we will go, um, kind of have to go down to the farther end of the beach and hopefully there's no burn ban. And we're going to light a bonfire and we're going to reminisce about our adventures. And um, that's how we're going to finish the night. And that's the end of day three. So then you'll be flying out of Napier, not out of oh. Auckland. So the ten, yeah, ten minute drive to the airport, and um, booting you out. There you go. Very good. Yeah, I'm I'm ready. Okay, great. There's so many other things that like yeah yeah. There's so many things, and even like if we were to be in Hawks Bay for all three days, there would still be so many things. But I feel like, especially someone coming to visit New Zealand, like I think about the people who are going to come visit me in the next year or two as things open up. And like, I'm going to go to Hobbiton with all of them because I don't think they could come to New Zealand and not do Hobbiton, which means that you kind of have to go up north and go to Auckland and work your way down. Um, Yeah, I need to get like a special VIP pass to Hobbiton for all the tickets that I'm going to have to buy. They're like an annual pass to Hobbiton. If you would like to sponsor us, please email us at tripittome at Jeep. No, that would be really great, actually. D- depending depending on the sponsorship level, you might get a ticket out to like, Hobbiton. That would be so great. That would be so great. Please save me so much money. I will bring all of my people to Hobbiton. <laughs> By the way, tripittome at gmail.com is officially a thing. We're now, we now do have the email. So, Yay! Uh, please, please send us an email. Oh my gosh, I want an email. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah. Thanks for doing that, Andrew. Oh yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's hard. Sounds and like, delightful. There's so many things that, like I've, I've done base, I've done all of those things, but um, yeah. there's so many things that uh you'd like with the right person i'd like we'd try new things um yeah, sure but yeah those just feel like really iconic things that if you're only going to be here for three days which is crazy right like that's only one island not even yeah. getting to the other island yeah we i guess we should say like one if you we we live in uh cool places yes so if you're coming to visit 
these places, and and even if you're not spend more us, than three days sp- here, definitely spend like a week in either of these spots. Mm-hmm. I spent most of my itinerary within like a twenty mile radius outside right. of Laguna Beach, whereas you could stretch it to a hundred miles and you could spend three weeks there yeah. pretty easily. Yeah, where and New Zealand probably the exact same yep. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean. mm-hmm. So, uh, so stay for a week. Stay for two. Yeah. Maybe don't stay with us if we don't know you for <laughs> more than more than a couple of days. But, but I mean, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Send a few emails and we'll kind of feel things out. Yeah. Well, and Kiwis are real big here. Like, but when I first got here, there were so many people that were like, "Oh, we're from Auckland. Like, if you ever are up here and you need a place to stay, like, just let me know." And the first couple of times it happened, I was like, "Why are you trying to traffic me?" Like, why are you? And then I realized, I was like, oh my gosh, these people are just nice. Like, there's no ulterior motive. Like, they really do just want to host people and, like, be kind to them and show them their country because they're proud of it. And, like, what a novel concept. So there were so many people that were like, oh, yeah, like, you're not from here. You're, like, you've got to see that, like, if you're in this area, come stay with us. We'll show you around. And, like, people actually mean it. Yeah. No, it's, I feel like we're, we'll touch on this in other episodes, but it's a different, it's an entirely different feel. Like, yeah. as Americans, we're kind of warned about going <laughs> to other places, honestly. If people are nice then, to you, it's because they want to kidnap you. Yeah, steal your money. Take your wallet. <laughs> but in I think both of our experiences, it's like, oh my gosh, these people are really proud of their country. Yeah. They want us to have a wonderful time here so that we maybe come back even. Yep. And uh and it's it's a beautiful thing really. Yeah. I think America's so big that it's hard to have that sense of pride. Um, among other reasons why it might be a little hard to have that sense of pride right now. But, uh, but just from a geographic point of view, like, I'm not going to tell someone who visits internationally, like, oh, yeah, you got to see all of America because it's impossible. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, whereas smaller countries, it's like, no, oh, you could probably see some highlights in like yeah. the span of a couple of weeks. Yeah. And, and they, I think people take a lot of pride in that. Mm. And I think too, especially here and in quite a few of the places that I've been, there's just a much bigger sense of community and also hospitality. Um, And I don't know, like, if some of that is, like, the Maori influence here, right? Like, this concept of, like, whānau and, like, you take care of people and it's not just about the individual, but it's about the community. Um, Or if it's because, like, people here... Like they still, in some ways, it's it feels like we go back fifty years where people know their neighbors, and you know, like there was one time I was changing the oil in my car, and I had at least one person, if not more than that, stop and be like, "Hey, like you good?" And like just just random people, like nobody that I knew, and they had no bad intentions other than just making sure that like my car wasn't broken down, I wasn't stranded, you know, yeah. and like. I am much more likely to accept help from someone here or to ask for help or to offer help. And yeah, I don't know if that is just because we're in this kind of pocket of the world and there's so many things that haven't reached New Zealand. 
Um, and it's just kind of old fashioned in that sense, but it's really, it's really lovely. Um, yeah. I'm, I trust people here a lot more. Like there's just a lot of times where I'm like, oh, like, oh, my in-laws, like they didn't lock the door most of the time. Like, and that's not that uncommon, but like, that's, that's fine. Like that's, you know, yeah. like I never leave my door unlocked in America. Never, ever, ever. I don't care where you are. Never. Lock your doors. <laughs> I don't always lock my doors, but anyway. <laughs> but yes, I, I, I've noticed that. Mm. I feel like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I look forward to visiting New Zealand mm. and spending more than three days there, but doing all of those things that you just crammed into three days. Yeah, so. and do so many you more didn't, things. Yours, yours was a lot easier paced than mine, I think, and that's that sounds better. <laughs> Well, because there's also, I mean, I guess you're, there's driving in yours too. Um, not as much. Yeah. Not nearly as much though. Yeah. I, the uh, side of the second day, you wouldn't spend too much time in the car. Yeah. Whereas there's there's a bit of traveling because we have to get from yeah. Auckland, yeah, to here. So there's a little bit of driving. Well, great job. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you. Well, we'll be back next week with a. Uh, not travel at mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about, I already mentioned it, Gang of Youth's new album called Angel in Real Time. Uh, listen to that ahead of time if you want. Yeah, do your homework. Uh, yes, please. We're, <laughs> we haven't really talked about how we'll go through it, but I imagine kind of song by song and then just general thoughts, maybe maybe our favorites off of it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that'll be fun. That will be fun. And then And then we'll be right back to travel episodes. We, uh, we cut down our time by like 35 minutes, and it's still way too long. So we'll figure, we'll figure this out, people. We will Please get keep there. listening, and we will maybe figure this out. And, you know, sometimes. feel free to take a break. Like, you know, if you get halfway through an episode and you get tired, you need a snack, you know, just hit the pause button, and then just come yeah. back. Just yeah, always, always break for snacks, and then come back. Snacks? Yeah. Drinks? Yep. Bathroom breaks? Uh, maybe, maybe go for a walk? Yeah, yeah, that's good. Oh, exercise. Feed your cat? I don't know. I don't know about that one, but <laughs> are are we gonna have cat people on this show? I don't know. Maybe if you're a cat if you're a cat person, email us at <laughs> to me at gmail dot com. Yes, mm-hmm. all right. We will feature you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you, Shelby. Thank you, Andrew. Talk to you. Uh, uh, talk to you next time. Sounds good. Bye, everybody. Bye.